This is the NerdPersona Podcast, episode six. On this episode of the NerdPersona Podcast, we're going to be combining a couple shows that I actually have on my channel already. We're going to try and combine my Coffee with Christian series with the NerdPersona Podcast just to kind of make the duration a little bit longer and hopefully make these episodes a little bit more meaningful. All of this and more coming up on this episode of the NerdPersona Podcast. Merry Christmas, everyone. Happy Hanukkah. Happy New Year. Whatever you celebrate, have a happy holiday. I'm super excited for this time of year because it means we're coming to a close to what for some people may be a bad year. um, And hopefully for other people, it has been a good year for you. Um, Like I said in the intro, we're going to be combining my Coffee with Christian series with the Nerd Persona podcast to hopefully give us some more content today. Um, My goals for this episode are basically to talk about some Christmas stuff and we'll go over some news articles for the Nerd News Roundup and um, we'll talk about kind of the future of the channel a little bit Um, going into 2020, what we have planned. And um, if you guys have any feedback, let me know. So I actually have a a question for you guys. What does Christmas mean to you? And I want you to think about this for a minute because there is a lot of different opinions around this time of year uh, about what Christmas means to them. It seems to me like the entire purpose of the holiday is completely forgotten and it's kind of turned into this completely different event that people feel required to celebrate, right? Um, you know, I mean, look at look at stuff such as Black Friday sales and, um, you know, people kind of pushing out of their way just to get to stuff. Fortunately, though, um, most... I feel like most people do most of their shopping online anymore, Um, but I have a feeling that there's still quite a few people out there that go Black Friday shopping. We do have some statistics over Black Friday shopping this year. Um, I I pulled up um, an article from The Balance uh, where they say, Thanksgiving and Black Friday are still the busiest shopping days for stores, but traffic itself is declining. In 2018, it fell as much as 9% from 2017. The number of people visiting stores in 2017 was 4% lower than in 2016, which I think is a much better way for us as humans to go about shopping for Christmas. Uh, I would believe that that would prevent some deaths of us shopping online versus going to stores and basically trampling over people just to get a, a doorbuster deal such as a TV or something. It, it's really kind of kind of petty when you think about it. Um, but to me, Christmas is a holiday where we're supposed to celebrate the birth of Jesus. Now, obviously, my name's Christian, so I have a Christian... Christianity point of view on this holiday, Um, but it's the day that we celebrate Jesus's birth. Most archaeologists believe that he was born in the fall, Um, but, you know, Christmas is just the day that we happen to celebrate, and we've been celebrating Christmas since the fourth century. But it seems like, you know, Jesus, who is a very selfless person in the Bible, um, you know, it I don't think he's represented too well by the majority of people that celebrate Christmas. 
Um, because we're, you know, instead of focusing on family and bringing everyone together and, you know, just remembering that the times we have together and having a good time, we're going out there and we are trying to gain material possessions of, you know, the earth and, and trying to make everyone's holiday better. Now, obviously there are a lot of people who celebrate Christmas that aren't Christian and that's fine. I just think overall, the message of Christmas is to bring people together to show that humans still have compassion, we help each other out, and overall, we just have a good time with each other. And we bring that to a close at the end of the year, and then on New Year's Eve, we go through our resolutions and we reflect on everything that we've done over the past year, and we try and create these resolutions that will make us hopefully, better human beings going into the next year. Now, I'm not going to lecture you guys on this. I just wanted you to to think about Christmas for a minute as what the holiday was actually intended for, what my perspective of it is. And you can see signs all around um, in Christmas about, you know, what different things represent. So like the star on top of your Christmas tree represents the star that led the wise men to Jesus's um, manger, and then you look at, like, look at a present itself. When you have the, the ribbon on a present, it comes into a cross shape, which represents Jesus himself. Um, and I've also heard stuff like the bow is also supposed to represent the star. Um, but the presents themselves, you know, Jesus received presents on his birthday, gold, incense, and myrrh from the three kings that followed the star to the manger. So there's all kinds of signs out there. Um, kind of reflecting on on the day itself. And I, I just hope that we all remember this holiday season that it's not about it's not about getting stuff. It's not about giving the right present. It's about spending time with your family, creating memories, and you know, ultimately remembering the birth of Jesus and remembering our family overall. But how did Christmas start? I'm I'm just gonna go over a couple fun little tidbit facts for the day. Um, I'm going to read an article from the History Channel, which I believe is a credible source. Um, so how did Christmas start? Um, they say, quote, The middle of winter has, a long, has long been a time of celebration around the world. Centuries before the arrival of uh, Jesus, early Europeans celebrated light and birth in the darkest days of winter. So many people rejoiced during the winter solstice when the worst of winter was behind them and they could look forward to longer days and extended hours of sunlight. In Scandinavia, the Norse celebrated Yule from December 21st, which is the winter solstice, through January. Um, in recognition of the return of the sun, fathers and sons would bring home large logs, which they would set on fire. The people would feast until the log burned out. That's a pretty long meal. I don't even know if I could do that. Um, so these logs that they would bring home could take as much as 12 days to completely burn out. And the Norse believed that each spark from the fire that came off the log represented a new pig or calf that would be born during the coming year. So the end of December was a perfect time for celebration in most areas of Europe. At that time of year, most cattle were slaughtered so they would not have to be fed during the winter. For many, it was the only time of the year when they had a supply of fresh meat. 
In addition, most wine and beer made during the year was finally fermented and ready for drinking. In Germany, people honored the pagan god Odin during the midwinter holiday. Germans were terrified of Odin as they believed he made nocturnal flights through the sky to observe his people and then decide who would prosper or perish. Because of his presence, many people chose sorry, many people chose to stay inside. End quote. Um, so I guess, you know, kind of looking back at the Germanic holiday, Odin was kind of like the early version of Santa Claus, you know, um, depending on how well behaved you were throughout the year, you would either receive the present of life or you would receive the, the coal of death. Um, so that's kind of cool. That's kind of a cool little tidbit. Um, yeah, so I just wanted to make this a little bit more festive, um, but also I wanted to dive into some news. We've got a lot of nerd stuff kind of coming out this month, um, so I've got a couple articles that we can go through. The Gaming Awards just happened a couple of days ago as of the time of this recording, and they announced a couple different things. Um, that are going to be coming out in terms of video games. So we have the Xbox Series X, which to me looks really stupid. <laughs> That's my five-second review. It looks really dumb. Um, I I guess what Microsoft is trying to do is they're trying to take a PC and put it into a console. Um, but the way I would describe this console looking at it is imagine... Imagine a tower, just a rectangular, no, sorry, a square tower with a slot cut in the left-hand side of it, and on the top, there's this this grill with a green light. That's it. That's what it looks like. Um, it looks really boring. It looks really dull. And, you know, I think, I think consoles are getting to a point where we're not going to see them for long in the next decade, which is coming up in a couple days. I think these game streaming platforms are going to start coming out and consoles will be a thing of the past, which is a little sad. Um, at the same time, though, it opens up opportunities for more people to start playing video games because now they don't have to buy this expensive um, console equipment, you know, that costs three, four hundred dollars. And to be honest, most of these gaming companies, they don't even want to make this equipment because they don't make any money off the equipment. They probably break even on the equipment where they really make their money is from the games because once a video game is completed by a studio, all they literally have to do is copy-paste, copy-paste, copy-paste. Do that a million times or however many times you sell a copy of the video game and boom, there's your profit. Your markup is absolutely insane. So, um, you know, as long as you have a successful game, you can make a decent amount of money on video games. And now that they are switching over to digital copies of video games, they don't even have to put them on discs anymore or put them in plastic cases and put pamphlets inside those plastic cases, which makes it even cheaper to produce. So I think I think we'll, you know, we'll start to see the uh, the whole disc and console thing start to become a thing of the past. Obviously, the streaming isn't, you know, it's not the most robust system. Look at Google Stadia's uh, system. It's not amazing, 
but in a couple years time it will be refined to the point where everybody will probably be either streaming or playing games on their PC. So that's kind of that. Uh, PlayStation didn't really do an announcement on their console. They've already shown off like the controller and they've announced it's going to be called PlayStation 5. Um, but we'll see what happens. Holiday 2020. So, um, kind of speaking a little bit more about video games, uh, for those Nintendo fans out there, Nintendo of America is actually going to have 14 internships that are up for grabs in summer 2020. So, according to Nintendo Life's website, if you've always dreamt of getting your foot in the door and working for your favorite video game company, Nintendo of America has a selection of internships open for applications on its careers website. The 14 available positions are predominantly at uh, Redmond, Washington headquarters, although a couple of marketing positions are also available in the Redwood City, California location. The internships cover a host of disciplines, including audio software engineering, build tool software engineering, analytics, and finance. They'll take place from May or June to August 2020, and you'll need to be legally authorized to work in the U.S. Um, so that's kind of exciting. Um, I, you know, I kind of wish I got into hardware engineering. I, I probably could, being a mechanical engineer myself, I could probably get away with getting a job at Nintendo developing their consoles. I think that would be really exciting. But as I just said a couple minutes ago, consoles are probably going to start going away uh, coming soon in the next decade. So that may not be a super stable position. But you never know. Nintendo has always been different than most of the competitors in the video game world. Um, I think they've always kept their their morals straight. Um, they're always trying to make a a fun Nintendo game. Whenever you buy it, I hardly ever get disappointed, and that's why the Nintendo seal of approval is so important these days. Because they they just they won't just release anything. Now, obviously, there's a lot of indie games on their store um, that are made by different developers, but I'm talking about the games that are released by Nintendo are always so good. Um, so, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to keep rambling on about video games for just a little while longer because, like I said, the video game awards just happened. So we did get a couple of video game announcements that are kind of exciting from the video game awards. Um you know, kind of continuing on with Nintendo, they announced Bravely Default 2, which is kind of like a, it's a role-playing turn-based combat game that's very similar, I would say, to Fire Emblem in a way. Um, but it's made by the same studio that developed Octopath Traveler. Um, so kind of cool that they're making a sequel. I played the demo of the first game. I didn't think it was too exciting, so I didn't end up buying it. Um, but it's great to see that that IP is successful and people want a sequel uh, for that there's another uh, playstation exclusive that's going to be coming out for ps4 called ghost of tsushima so ghost of tsushima is basically a, a samurai game and uh, it looks like it looks like if you've ever played dark souls um, basically that but with samurais and there was there was another game that recently came out um, that was also a samurai game. I can't recall 
what it's called. Hey guys, it's Futuristic Christian. Um, I remembered what game I was talking about. Um, it's called Sekiro Heroes Die Twice, which is a game released by Activision, where you are also a samurai kind of character, and uh, it's basically just like Dark Souls. Uh, it's a very challenging sword fighting game. Um, so for those of you who are curious, it's called Sekiro Heroes Die Twice. But it was also like Dark Souls. It was made by the same developers who produced Dark Souls, I believe. Final Fantasy VII is also getting a remake. The graphics look amazing for those of you Final Fantasy fans out there. Uh, definitely worth getting, giving a look. I've never played a Final Fantasy game. I have owned Final Fantasy XV, I think, but I haven't started it yet. But the uh, Final Fantasy, man, the one thing I, I will say about their video games, they're, and I know this sounds really stupid, but like if you've ever watched a Final Fantasy trailer, the hair that they have on their character models is probably some of the best hair that I have ever seen in any video game. They spend, it looks like they spend so much time in their physics engine just getting the hair absolutely, well maybe not perfect, but it's pretty close to perfect. It's just so beautiful. Um, so yeah, I definitely need to jump into that. And in my opinion, I think the biggest announcement for the Video Game Awards is that The Wolf Among Us 2 um, is under development under the new Telltale Games. Telltale Games actually got bought out by uh, another company um, after they closed down their doors. And The Wolf Among Us 2 does not have the same original developers as they did in the original Telltale company, you know, when Wolf Among Us 1 was produced, which is okay. I still think they'll do a great job. But what's really cool about this game is that it's basically like, if you're a fan of the ABC show Once Upon a Time, you'll probably like Fape or The Wolf Among Us 2. Uh, the Wolf Among Us 2 and The Wolf Among Us the video games are both based on a comic book series called Fables, which is basically where, think of like all of your favorite Disney characters basically get trapped in the real world, kind of like Disenchanted. I think that's that's the movie. Um, they get trapped in the real world, and you know they're no longer in their magical fairy tales, but they can still use magic and stuff like that. Um, and the the big bad wolf from Little Red Riding Hood he is basically a cop and he has to track down who who done it you know who murdered this person um from the the classic disney princess stories um which i don't know maybe to some people sounds really stupid but i think out of all the telltale games that were ever released the wolf among us is by far the best one so to see an announcement for the wolf among us 2 is definitely an exciting time for video gamers Absolutely exciting. Um, and then the last video game I kind of wanted to talk about for the gaming awards is um, there's a, there's a D&D video game that's actually coming out. Um, it's called D&D Dark Alliance. Um, so for those of you who don't know what D&D is, D&D stands for Dungeons and Dragons. And Dungeons and Dragons is essentially a dice rolling action 
role-playing game. So you basically create a character on a sheet of paper, and there's different rules to help you set up that character and all their different abilities and their stats. Um, and then you sit around a table with a bunch of people. One of those people is called the Game Master, and he's basically the storyteller of this game. He comes up, he either comes up with it on his own, and he, you know, creates different buildings and maps for the players, or you can get it directly out of a book if you're not a very good storyteller. Um, it's a whole lot of fun. Typically, sessions last about four hours, but this game is going to be completely different from that. It's not going to be a simulator where you sit around a table, roll dice, and basically try to impersonate the character that you've created. This video game is going to um, dive into the the background lore of a character known as Dritz Do Orden, um, and he started being in the Dungeons and Dragons book back in 1988. Um, which was really close to when the when D&D first released, and he's been featured in more than 30 novels um, that Dungeons & Dragons released. So, again, for, for people who have never played Dungeons & Dragons before, you have the, the basic rule books, right? And then you have the adventure books, um, which is where Dritz Do Urden uh, has been featured. And, you know, you can run into these characters if the Game Master chooses for you to run into them um so if you're really a fan of that character um you can play um dark alliance when it comes out in fall of 2020 um so definitely super exciting if you haven't played a role-playing game before and you're really into maybe acting um, or just trying to you know get away and, and try something different i would highly recommend just go to Go to some one of your friends' games, if you have any friends that play this game, and just kind of kind of sit down and watch and see what goes on. And if you like it, try and join in. It's a whole lot of fun. Um, my friends and I are actually going to be starting a, a Star Wars role-playing session. Um, it's, it's something we've done for a couple of years now. I was the game master. And I recently ended it back in May after two years of one campaign, um, which was super exciting. I had a great time running that game, um, but I kind of wanted to take a break from running um, a Star Wars game. So I asked my buddies um, if they wanted to run a game and then, you know, I could play instead. And my buddy Ellis uh, will be the game master of those sessions. So I plan to actually record those sessions and probably post them on the YouTube channel, uh, nerd at the nerd persona channel on YouTube. Um, so that you guys can enjoy it. And so that, you know, I can go back one day and maybe rewatch, uh, the sessions that we had. Um, so I think that'll be super exciting. Unfortunately, because a lot of my friends are in different areas, um, of, of the state of Indiana, we're going to have to do it over discord, which is a little bit of a disappointment because it kind of removes that, that, you know, face-to-face -face conversation that you have with the game master and the other players that, uh, play different characters in your party. Um, but you know, it, it'll still be, I, I think in some ways it'll still be a very fun game, uh, to play. So that's, that's coming up in the 2020 future. Um, 
you know, kind of starting in 2020, I plan to start releasing some gameplay videos for you guys. Um, I know I've been rambling on about video games for a while, so I do apologize for that. But I just recently purchased a Oculus Rift S, um, which is the, the VR system that has been released by Facebook. And there's a lot of cool VR games out there. And VR has, get, has gotten to a point where it's, it's pretty much the cheapest it's going to be. I don't think it's going to drop below $400. I think, you know, because if you think about it, you buy like an Xbox or a PlayStation, they cost about $400. Um, and then, you know, you it, it's basically its own console. So it, it's not going to get much cheaper than that. But, you know, VR has been around for, I think, ever since the 80s when the when Nintendo released their their VR headset that wasn't exactly too good um but it it's gotten much better over the years and it's not as expensive anymore um when the you know when the Oculus Rift and the HTC Vive first came out they cost close to a thousand dollars just to get them and the VR from what I've heard from most of my friends who had those wasn't exactly the best thing that they've had um but now they've, they've kind of had a chance to refine it. There's cameras on the outside of these VR headsets, so you, it, it tracks your movements much better than the older sets did. So I plan to release some VR gameplay videos for you guys. I've got a couple games that I want to play. There's a Star Wars game called Vader Immortal uh, that I want to dive into. There is a Doctor Who, the Edge of Time game that I also want to release for you guys. Um... Beat Saber is kind of like a, think of it like Guitar Hero, but combined with lightsabers. Uh, very cool game. I'm sure most of you have heard of it by this point in time. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's that's one of the ideas I had. Another series that I kind of had planned for 2020 is a series called Historical Cooking. So you guys know I'm kind of a huge history buff. I'm sure for most of you who have listened to the Nerd Persona podcast um, for these six or s- well, we're on episode six right now. Um, so for these six episodes now, um, have have heard, I'm, I'm kind of a huge history buff because I keep creating these 15-minute episodes that feature the history of different stuff. We've done the history of milk. We've done, um, you know, terrible inventions and the history behind them and all kinds of good stuff like that. Um, so I think... The idea behind historical cooking is basically going to be my sister is an absolute amazing baker um, and cook. And so I was thinking that we could do kind of a collaboration where she kind of teaches you guys a recipe on cooking so that way I can also learn. And then, you know, as we go through the different steps, we can kind of go behind the history of where these techniques came from, where the ingredients were used and how they came to fruition and all kinds of certain stuff like that. So I think that would be an exciting series to do. Um, Also, you know, I like I said in the past, I really need to work on getting a co-host for this. So if any of my listeners listening right now, if you would like to try and become a co-host for this show, please let me know. Um, I'd, I'd be happy to have you guys on for an episode to kind of interview you and get your guys's perspective. Cause obviously, you know, we're getting to the half hour mark right now. Um, it gets, it gets kind of exhausting to talk to myself for a while. So I, you know, I'm always down to have people 
come on the show. I've got a nice, big, comfy chair you guys can sit in. And, uh, you know, maybe we can do a collaboration video on top of the podcast. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm so... I'm so very happy, you know, my channel's only been, I think, I think this channel's only been active for about a month now. We're up to nine subscribers, so um, thank you guys so much for those of you who have subscribed. I think it's really cool. Um, I know nine's not a big number compared to most YouTubers, but to me, it's a really big deal because it means that I have nine people that actually like my content and, uh, you know, want to actively follow me. So thank you again so much. Um, it doesn't matter to me who follows me. If it's family, thank you. If it's friends, thank you again. If it's somebody I don't know, thank you so much. Um, it just means a, a lot to me that you guys like my personality and, and want to watch the content. Um, so I'll, I'll keep, I'll keep posting different videos and different stuff throughout the next year of 2020. Um, I'm actually going on... Uh, New Year's Eve, I'm actually going to a murder mystery party. Um, now, I don't know if that includes role-playing. I highly doubt it. Um, but it, it's a long, it's really long. Um, it's from like 8 p.m. to like 1 in the morning. I mean, it's it's five hours long. So that makes me, that makes me wonder if there's role-playing in it. If there is, I kind of want to ask them if I can live stream that event. Um, obviously, it would be on my, on my phone. I'd, you know, bring a a handheld tripod with me and you know I'd be kind of recording the session um, for a couple hours but I'll I'll let you guys know on my social media for my Instagram and Twitter um, what we're gonna be doing about that I think it would be kind of exciting to live stream something like that if I can't live stream it I'll try and record it and post it uh, maybe New Year's Day or something um, you know I'll just stay up all night and edit it it's not a big deal um, so yeah, those are those are kind of my plans for 2020 at this point in time. I do want to apologize that the uploads have kind of slowed down a little bit. Um, it's it's just been a really hectic time, you know, around Christmas time. It, it always gets this hectic, and I'm sure for everyone it gets this hectic around this time of year, mostly because you know everybody wants to go on vacation, and so they're trying to finish up their work at the end of the year so that way you know they can go home and not have to worry about you know their boss calling them and saying hey you need to come in on this day and and do some work so I'm trying to finish all that up for you guys um, and you know just to kind of end uh, end of the year we've also got Star Wars coming out as the day of this recording it is December 15th um, you know, we've got Star Wars coming out on Thursday, which is December 19th, um, for the early showings. And that is super exciting to me. I'm, I'm really excited, um, to see the, the final episode in the Skywalker saga. And I, I just think that'll be, that'll be really cool to see. Now, I, this is another talking point I kind of wanted to talk about in this episode. It seems to me like there are a lot of trailers now. Um, in the past, when episodes seven and eight came out, there was, I think, about three trailers for each episode. Um, and I was going in blind for both episodes seven and eight. And it was a really cool experience. Um, I, would basi I would basically watch just that first teaser trailer, which doesn't show off anything. It literally shows maybe a couple images to get you hyped up. And then... Um, 
you know, that that's literally it. So I would go into the movie. I wouldn't know anything. I actually tried to avoid merchandise as much as possible because I didn't want spoilers. So for episode nine, you know, I was like, well, you know, going back through all the trailers for episode seven and eight after seeing the movies, it didn't really show a whole lot of stuff that would do spoiling. So I figured for episode nine, I would actually start watching the trailers. I'm like, you know, it's the last episode. Why don't I treat myself, get myself really hyped up for episode nine. And, you know, I watched I watched the the first teaser trailer. I watched the D23 footage and I watched the third trailer that came out a couple months ago. And these are all the, the two minute long trailers that are just teasers um, that make absolutely no sense, which I'm completely fine with. I hate it when trailers come out and they completely reveal the plot. Now, I was actually sitting down with my friends at Applebee's last night. We were just getting some food and having a, a good time. And one of my buddies told me that there was a there was a trailer release uh, where I think Epic Games, who were the same, who's the same company that released Fortnite, um, they actually had an exclusive clip from the movie that they released, and it it supposedly had a major spoiler in it um, in terms of the plot. I haven't watched that. Star Wars did release a clip of the movie, I think, on the uh, the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. I did watch that. It didn't it didn't really spoil anything. It was just kind of again to get you guys really excited for the film. But one thing I've noticed on their YouTube channel is that every single day it seems like they've got a brand new 30-second trailer for Star Wars episode 9. And ever since I started seeing those, I have I've tried to avoid those trailers as much as possible. Um I like I said I'm not going to watch the Fortnite clip that came out. Um and it's, it's really sad to me that obviously it's a really big film and it's super exciting for a lot of people. But what's really sad is that they're promoting it so much that they're giving away the plot before the film comes out, which is going to affect the ratings of the film because now people aren't as excited anymore, right? They'll go and see the film and they'll be like, Oh, I basically knew all this already. And maybe I'm being naive because I haven't seen all those 30-second trailers of the Fortnite clip. Um, but I don't know. I, I think, you know, it comes out on Thursday. I can wait a couple days um, for the movie to come out. It's it's just been really hard to avoid those trailers um, because, like I said, 30-second clips are coming out every single day, and they're like, five days until this movie comes out. And it's like... Okay, yeah, I get it. <laughs> Please quit promoting it. I'm going to go see it. I've got my tickets. What's really weird is I'm actually seeing it on the 19th, the very first showing. Um, I'm going to try because I got a letter a couple weeks ago saying that I have to be in jury duty on that same day at 1 o'clock. So I've heard that the selection process takes about three to four hours, which would put me at about 4 o'clock which is two hours before the film starts. And, you know, typically on these new Star Wars films, I always have to arrive two hours early just to get at the front of the line so that way I can get a decent seat in the movie theater. I'm kind of rambling right now. And, and again, I do apologize for that. Um, 
but you know, if I do get selected for jury duty, I might do a, a podcast episode of that, just kind of going over my experience. Cause I feel like there's not a lot of people out there that you can talk to that have gone through that process. Um, so if I do get picked, I'll let you guys know what happens. Um, but yeah, so I'll be seeing hopefully episode nine on the 19th on Thursday. And then I have a friend who's flying in from out of town. Uh, I'm going to see it the 20th. So I'm going to see it two days in a row. And then I have another friend. His birthday is upcoming this weekend. Uh, we may see it. Uh, that And that would put me at three times seeing the film in one week. And then I got to take my dad. You know, he's he's a, <laughs> he's an original trilogy fan. And I, I don't know. I hope I hope this film pleases every Star Wars fan um, that's out there. And I, I want to apologize for talking about Star Wars so much on this channel. If you if you can't tell, it's by far my favorite franchise that's out there. But also, it's really the only franchise in terms of nerd culture that really has any news that's come out recently. We get a brand new Doctor Who episode that comes out on New Year's Day, um, which is exciting. I think it's cool that it's coming back. Um, there's a couple Star Trek shows coming out, but those aren't coming out for, I think, a couple months. I think Star Trek Picard, which is going to be a CBS uh, all-access exclusive series, I think that comes out at the end of January. Um, and then, you know, we're waiting for shows like The Orville to come back, which if, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of go off on a tangent here for a second. If you're a fan of classic Star Trek, I highly recommend you check out the Orville. I have heard that it's better than Star Trek Discovery, which is also a CBS all-access show. But I've also heard that Discovery is really good. Um, but, you know, the director of that show is Seth MacFarlane, you know, and he writes shows like Family Guy, and he, write, he wrote movies like Ted and Ted 2. And you're like, well... Maybe that's not the guy that I want to associate Star Trek with. Um, and, and I had that same feeling when the show first came out. But, you know, watching it, it's so good. The writing in it is absolutely amazing. So if you're a huge Star Trek fan, definitely check out The Orville. Um, and uh, I hope you guys enjoy that. So we've got a lot of stuff coming up with the new decade um, so I hope you guys, you know, continue to enjoy this channel. I'm going to try and keep posting videos for you guys. It's definitely something that I want to do as a hobby. So I'm not going to be forcing uploads of videos out every day or maybe every week. Um, but I'm going to try and maintain as consistent of a schedule as I can. I'm not professional at this point. Um, I don't have all the fancy equipment that most people do, but I don't think that's what makes a good YouTube channel. I think what makes a good YouTube channel is a, you know, a passion for developing content and um, kind of entertaining you guys in um, a, a special way. I, I don't want everything to feel like it's just copy-paste every single video. So I um, hope you guys understand that. And um, I think I'm going to end the, the podcast episode here. Um, let, me, let me know what you guys think about combining my Coffee with Christian series with the Nerd Persona podcast because we are now up to about 40 minutes 
which would make this the longest episode of the Nerd Persona podcast to date. Um, and I'm actually at the very end of my coffee, believe it or not. Um, so, yeah. Um, today's featured mug is my Legend of Zelda mug. Um, there won't be a, a video version of this, at, at least not with my face on it. Um, but if you guys, if you guys prefer seeing the actual visual Coffee with Christian, please let me know, um, on any of my social media, just directly message me, um, or, yeah, just directly message me on my social media, or post a comment in the comments down below if you're watching the YouTube version of this. Um, so again, you know, kind of ending this year off, I hope you guys have a very, very Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy End of the Year, Happy whatever you celebrate, Ramahama Kwanzas, I don't know, whatever you celebrate, I hope you have a happy holiday. And again, I just want to thank you all for subscribing and, and listening to this, even if you're not subscribed. Thank you just for listening and watching these videos over the last couple of uh, weeks. And um, if you haven't subscribed and you do like this content, please consider subscribing. Um, you're, <laughs> you're not going to break my heart if you don't. Obviously, I understand there's a lot of YouTubers out there competing to get subscriptions. Um, and I feel terrible asking for subscriptions. But um, if, you, if you do like it, just consider it. Uh, and I would really appreciate that. So I think we're going to end this episode of the Nerd Persona podcast today. Again, thank you guys for listening. And um, I will see you guys in 2020. Bye-bye.